Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Nonsense Podcast. This is episode four with my buddy Mike Baldwin, and finally, we finally settled on a name. And uh, I didn't even Google this one, dude. I don't, I don't know if anybody else has it, but if they do, they can fuck right off. Yeah, I don't know either. Can you hear me better now? I bought a microphone. Yeah, I see it. It's fancy, dude. That's awesome. I'm investing into our podcastness. Yeah, well, you can write that shit off now. You can write off anything. No, I mean, I don't make enough to write off all the cool shit. Like, my gas mileage covers what I earn, basically. That's what I asked my tax lady. I was like, can I write off, like, soap and, like, clothes and stuff? And she was like, you don't make enough to do that. Really? Yeah, because, I mean, like, otherwise I would just, I would spend more on comedy than I make. And then I would get it all back in taxes, you know? But... That's not how it works. You gotta. You can only write off a certain percentage of what you make. I was told by my tax guy, or he used to do it. I have a new guy now, but um, he he said you could write off anything that you used for comedy, like magazine subscriptions and your cable and anything. I mean, you can if you make enough money. But I mean, I only made like eighteen thousand dollars or something in in twenty twenty. And so they let me write off however many couple thousand. And then beyond that, it's like, you know, I could have been like, I spend another 10,000. Will you give me that too? But uh, the lady was like, nope, just your gas mileage alone makes you like exceed the deduction limit or whatever. Well, I don't understand any of that shit, which is part of why I don't understand, um, how they're, they, they just hired, you know, 87,000 new IRS agents. And, uh, you know, the, the claim is that they're going after the billionaires. I'm like, well, there's only like 700 of those. So it just seems to me like it's more evidence that you guys are just trying to destroy the middle class and have like a make us live in a Hunger Games society eventually. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with uh, the tax stuff. I don't know. It, it would be interesting to find out like, how many people work at Walmart in America? Is it more than 86,000 or whatever? Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. That'd be an interesting number to look up because I don't 86. Is it 86 or 87? It doesn't matter. 80,000 people sounds like a shitload. But if you're like, well, you know, we've got what is that? Like 1100 in every state. And then those are divided up. I mean, shit, even, that's still a lot of people, dude. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what they're all going to do. Maybe it's all just data entry and that kind of stuff. Because I, yeah. I, I've had to call the IRS before. And I mean, it's been a pain in the ass dealing with uh, like late payments and stuff like that. And like I owed a few hundred dollars for one year and a few hundred dollars for another year. And I... I sent it in and they like sent the check back to me and then i called and they were like you have to specify which year you're paying for and i was like can't you just lump all of my like owed money into one envelope and just can't like i'm sending you money just take it and take it off of something like that's your job that shouldn't be my job to do that yeah, they're like, we could, but that wouldn't be near as much of a pain in the ass for you. So Right. So part of me is like, yeah, let's get some more employees there. Let's get somebody to answer the phone a little quicker. But no, what it probably is, is uh, more audits, uh, you know, finding the like tiny things like, oh, this you didn't count this thing when you did your taxes. And I don't yeah. know if people can. Wesley Snipes went to jail for not paying taxes. Isn't that right? 
Oh yeah, yeah. So, so you really, I mean, you can go to jail, but was it for, like, did he go to a tax person and do his taxes and then just not pay the bill, or did he just never go get his taxes done? I have no idea, but they can absolutely uh, bust you for it. I mean, that's what Al Capone ultimately went to prison for. They couldn't get him on anything else. I think it was Al Capone that they uh, that that's what he went for tax evasion. Um, you know, and he murdered people and shit, but that was the only thing they could really nail him on. Um, but oh yeah, it's absolutely matter of fact, one of the guys I'm going to bring up later in the podcast about that, um, that Bill Clinton pardoned on his last day was this guy who owed like $48 million to the government. And, uh, Clinton got him pardoned on his last day in office and then come to find out his, him or him and his wife or, or his wife, one of the two ex-wife were like a major Clinton, uh, campaign supporters and like sent him all this money, sent the Clinton campaign foundation, all this money. It's also freaking dirty dude. Um, but yeah, I don't understand. I mean, I pay my taxes and uh, we have a tax guy that we, we pay to do it. But anytime I start having those kind of conversations, like about my IRA or anything like my IRA, I know since in the last year has gone down like $10,000 um, or, or more by now um, because everything's so fucked up. But whenever I start talking to somebody about that stuff, like I, I just I can't focus. I'm like, I don't I don't know what you're saying to me right now. <laughs> um, well, I don't have to worry about it because I don't have any of that shit yet. And if if you owe the government money, they will hound you till the day you die. And if they owe you, they've got like a year. And if you don't claim it, they're like, well, you missed your window. <laughs> right. yeah, it's it's all so dirty. Um. Yeah. So I, I've been trying to get prepared for this podcast. And every time I do something happens, like my neighbor, I just ran into her outside and she's like, she's like, do you guys have a generator you turn on at night? I'm like, no. And then she like argued with me about it. She's like, well, I think you do. And I'm like, I would know if I had a generator on in my garage. She's batshit crazy though, dude. Like, when we first brought our boy home from the hospital, we we're like, hey, this is our son. You know, you want to see him? She's like, no. <laughs> she's all old and uh uh kind of a bitch <laughs> it sounds like it <clears throat> yeah i mean who doesn't want to see your brand new baby anyway um i mean just to say the word no right there is like taboo you know you're yeah. you cannot want to but yeah whatever all right so the news what's in the news well, I guess DeSantis sent two planefuls of uh, illegal immigrants or uh, to uh, Martha's Vineyard, which I think yeah. is pretty funny. I read that. Yeah. And now the Martha's Vineyard people are like, what are we supposed to do with these people? Yeah. Like, As opposed to being like, we welcome all of you with open arms because that's yeah. what they've been pushing this whole time. But instead, they're just like, what do what you expect us to just take people? Yeah. Yeah. Well, apparently there's two million um Two million illegal immigrants in the country right now. Um, just since just since Biden got in, I believe there's been two million across the border. And Kamala Harris was like, "Yeah, the border's secure." It's like, bitch, how can you make that comment? That's that's so not true. I think it's interesting that she literally hasn't gone to the border, and she's Joe Biden named her border czar, which is yeah. a, a weird word that's spelled weird. But she hasn't even been there. 
Like you would think, and the reason she hasn't been there is because she knows that people will be there taking pictures of her and then there will be articles all over the place that's like, Kamala visits the border. Why? I thought the border was fine. I guess it's not. Is there a problem? This administration is not handling its problems. Yeah, well, she she's just sucks, man. I mean, have you ever watched her give a speech? It's pretty hard. Sure. Yeah. No, I mean, it's I, I feel like that's how Trump haters are with Trump, though, because when Trump comes on stage, I'm like, all right, like, let's see, hear what he has to say. But I have friends that are just like, dude, I can't even fucking listen to that guy. And I'm like, but just, all right, then read the transcript. Just read what he said. And they're like, Mm-mm, I hear his voice in it. I hate him too much. Yeah, well, that's that's part of the reason this country is so divided, you know? Like, I think both sides uh, hate the other side so much. And even the representative of whatever side, you know? Like that guy I told you about, um, I didn't write down his name. What's his name? Brian Tyler... Um, He's like a total progressive leftist guy. Do you have his name in front of you? I can look it up. No, I, 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 I sent it, it, it to you. Yep, I'm about to look. Uh, Brian Tyler Cohen. Yeah, I, I watched. Uh, and don't let me forget, I want to go back to Kamala Harris. But um, that yeah, that guy. He was he was interviewing some lawyer, and one of their their big. It was like this breaking news on Trump. You know, how much time could he get for what he's done with the classified documents or whatever. And this guy's whole argument, this lawyer was, well, they found 43 empty files that say classified on them. I'm like, well, so if they destroyed or got rid of the classified files, wouldn't they get rid of the envelopes that say classified on them? And they act like they act like they've got something when they say that kind of shit, you know, like, well, we found the empty envelopes and it clearly says classified. It just goes along with their whole like unnamed sources kind of bullshit that they do all the time. They got him now. Yeah. Um, no, see, I'm not, I don't even take it seriously anymore. And there still are people that are on Twitter and stuff right now being like, Trump is so fucked. <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, all right, well, we'll see. Cause I've, this is what the like the 30th thing that they've tried to get him on or whatever like i'm yeah. still i'm convinced you know like he he had to plan this run for president 20 or 30 years ago and then he purposely lived his life in such a way that he's like i am not i'm not doing anything illegal because i know they're going to look into all this stuff at some point yeah, because I mean, if he had, uh, you know, skipped out on a uh, on a bill or like gone uh, not stuck to a contract or something like that 20 years ago, like it would be the thing that they're talking about right now. But there are no direct stories of that. There's just like generic like uh, I heard a guy say once that Trump wasn't a very good boss. And it's like, yeah, is that the kind of person you want running your country? And it's yeah. like, that wasn't, you just proved nothing by telling me that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's pretty comical at this point. Um, the, the, you know, they're, they're just, it's all like emotion and like no facts. Uh, it, it, all their arguments are so weak. Speaking of like that side or Biden or Harris or Gavin Newsom or any of those corrupt pieces of shit. Um, Nancy Pelosi, you know, she's just. Uh, she she said the other day what she said she said uh 
Republicans think that conception starts when you're having dinner the night before and shit like that. Like, you know, I'm sure that gets a good laugh out of people who who buy all their bullshit. But it's just uh, it's just crap like that. And Kamala Harris, speaking of her, she recently compared uh, uh, January 6th to 9-11 and Pearl Harbor and like D-Day or something. And, you know, I, I don't understand how. January 6th is like this become as big as it has in the minds of these people. Because if you look into it, four people died at the Capitol. They were all Trump supporters. And like five cops have died since then, uh, Capitol officers or whatever. And they all died of suicide. I mean, what? You know? (laughs) Dude, I don't know either. Like it's it was definitely there were some assholes at the Capitol on on January 6th, but I don't think that it was any worse than any of the other riot shit that we saw all summer before that, you know? Like I don't I I like how remember when they tried burning a church down and then they tried like jumping over the white house fence or something like that. And Trump had to go in a bunker and shit and everybody on Twitter is like, Trump's a little bitch had to go hide in his bunker and just making fun of it and shit. And like, I mean, I, I guess it's comparable to January 6th. It's a bunch of angry people attempting to get into a place, you know, they had to take all, all the Senate or house people or whatever, and like take them to a secure area and shit. It's basically the same thing. Neither one of them are good. Like, but I don't think that they are a a threat to democracy and that kind of shit. Like they were saying, I think the biggest story of that day is, well, there's a couple of them really like number one, why weren't there more of a police presence there? Right? Like why didn't they have more cops there knowing that a million people are going to show up? And why did this group of people, Trump supporters who had been in groups of tens of thousands multiple times and never had any violence or, uh, you know, troubles with those big crowds or anything like that. And yet when you get them all together on January 6th, then it's like, Oh, we don't want this group of people together. Cause they're all dangerous. And it's like, why weren't they dangerous? Any of the hundred other times that they all got together I don't know. So then that makes me think that they had some some, uh, you know, people glowing in the crowd. You know what that means? No, Uh, like like agents of some kind, like whether it be Antifa people or federal people, they just sprinkle them throughout the crowd. And those are the guys that are like, come on, everybody, let's get him. And they're the ones that like run at the guy. And then everybody else is like, are we fucking attacking? Okay. Like, it's just that group mentality stuff. But you need the first guy to get it started. And you can see that, like, uh, what's what's the guy's name? The, uh, oh, shit. I don't know. There was a video of a guy that's on, like, January 5th or something, was talking to a bunch of people and was like, we need to go inside the Capitol tomorrow. And everybody around him was like, fed, fucking fed right here. (laughs) And then that guy the next day was like out at January 6th and he whispered in a dude's ear. And then that dude was the first guy to like run up to the railing and start shaking the railing and like 
pushing it towards the cops and stuff. And then slowly everybody else started going too. But we don't know who that guy was. God, I wish I could think of that guy's name. I've heard it a lot. I don't remember now. It doesn't matter. The person watching knows who I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think I don't think the January sixth deal is anywhere comparable to nine eleven or Pearl Harbor or any of that shit. I mean, most of the people were just like milling around the Capitol because the cops supposedly um, and there's videos of the cops like waving them in, you know, the Capitol cops. And I don't know if we talked about this or not, but Trump tried to get them to bring in 10,000 uh, National Guardsmen to uh, and Nancy Pelosi. And they, they they rejected it. Her and the, the mayor or the governor of D.C. or whatever, mm -hmm. they they said no. And it's like, I don't know well, if I, I there if, if I'm a person on the left, then my argument there is that Trump did not officially request 10,000 uh, extra Capitol Police or whatever. What he did do was had a meeting with a couple guys and he was like, do we have enough police? Shouldn't we have more than this? Like, there's going to be a lot of people there. That's basically what he said. But that's been attested to by a few people. And then. Uh, the what is it? The mayor is it the mayor of D.C. put that letter out or whatever statement out saying like we have plenty of police and we know how to do our job. Thank you. And that kind of stuff. Uh, so that's the big argument is that she responded to something saying, no, we don't need more police. Uh, but then the left's argument is like Trump did not officially request 10,000 Capitol Police. And it's like, all right, and he didn't, but he brought up the idea and they fucking turned him down. Yeah, he, he absolutely brought up, I forget where I learned that he absolutely did do that, but they turned him down like they have to sign off on it. And they said no. And you have to wonder why. And uh, I just don't think it's comparable at all. I knew a, I know a guy who was on, he's made, he made three Olympic wrestling teams and he was there and I won't say his name because I don't know if he'd want me to, but um, he was there and said that most of the people there weren't, you know, they were just concerned about their country. They sure as hell didn't go in, try, you know, hoping that to raid the Capitol and all that shit. And, and you have to wonder why those five cops committed suicide, you know, like, were they going to testify that, no, it didn't go off like you guys are saying it did. And they're like, yeah, well it did. And you're going to eat a bullet to prove it. <laughs> that's, that's definitely one possibility. I don't know what the numbers are as far as how many, cops were there and what the normal suicide rate among that group of people might be and all of that stuff. But yeah, that seems, that doesn't seem unlikely. I'll say that, that they might've been Clinton, you know? Yeah. I mean, what are the odds that five of the Capitol guys who are the Capitol cops or whatever you call them are, were there that committed suicide? I mean, that to me just seems like, you know, it just seems highly unlikely that they all committed suicide why else would they like would they be ashamed of being of maybe they hurt somebody that day or something and they knew they were would get in trouble or something like why would they actually commit suicide if they weren't uh you know murdered yeah. and to made it have you seen that movie with uh george clooney what is it called uh michael clayton where he's like a lawyer that does cool like law and order shit. I don't know, but there's a scene where uh, they want to kill a guy. They want to make it look like a guy killed himself. And 
like some repairman or whatever, like knock on the door. And then right when they, right when the guy opens the door, they fucking stick him in the neck with a whatever. And he just goes limp. And then they take one of his shoes off and one of his socks off and like inject something in between his toes and put his shoe and his sock back on. And he just starts shaking and then he fucking dies and they just leave. And then the story is like, Oh, you know, he just had a heart attack or stroke or whatever, like while he was in his bathroom. And I wonder how, like, how real that is and how often that kind of shit happens. Dude, you hear about it all the time. Either people commit suicide or somebody who is getting ready to testify, they have a heart attack or, you know, there, there was a guy that came out years ago um, saying that he had this homosexual relationship with Barack Obama and smoked crack with him and all that shit. And he was really, like, trying to tell as many people as he could about it. And then he got he got hit in a crosswalk in 2012, right before Obama got elected the second time. Um, and it's like, really this guy that's coming out and saying all this shit just happens to get hit in, in a crosswalk. And I mean, there are countless stories like that, especially pertaining to the, the Clintons. I don't know how many, that guy we brought up last week, Chester Bennington, he was um, like making a documentary or something about uh, child sex trafficking and all that stuff. And then, he ended up committing suicide. Wasn't uh, what's the girl's name that died a week or two ago uh, in a fiery car crash? Uh, Anne like, Hayes. Anne Hayes. That's right. Yeah, she yeah. was working on some sort of child trafficking. Uh, I don't know if it was a movie or a documentary or what she was doing, but that whole story was weird. Did you see the video of that? Of them like putting her in the ambulance and her like trying to sit up and shit, and. Uh, they said, like, the story is, I guess, that she was brain dead, but it appeared that she was awake, and I don't know. it's It was fucked up, but I don't yeah. know enough about it, and it was only, like, a five-second clip, so it's well, enough to, to make somebody like me be like, all right, now what is going on here? <laughs> well, it's a good thing we're not more famous or we'd be dead already. <laughs> right, I know. That's what I think about. I'm like, maybe I should, like, uh, you know, stop smoking weed or whatever like just in case my door gets kicked in i don't want any reason for them to to be like you're going to jail buddy yeah well um i mean i think i don't think it would have to be weed i think they would just figure out a way to uh you know it's some of the people that have i wish i had the guy's name in front of me but they found him with a, a knife in his chest and he was like hanging from something and and they they uh, they ruled that a suicide, and he was talking shit about the Clintons. Anthony Bourdain was popping off about Hillary Clinton like a week or two before he supposedly hung himself. And all the people that really knew Anthony Bourdain was like, um, I don't think he killed himself. Like he was really happy and blah blah blah. And he was talking shit about the Clintons. He's dead now. Chester Bennington was trying to shed light on this stuff. He's dead. Chris Cornell was doing a, like a documentary on it. He's dead. Um, Jeffrey Epstein was ready to flip on everybody, probably. He probably was. And, Maybe, uh, I don't know. Or they just offed him to, to just in case, you know? Yeah. I can, I can see that conversation happening, though, like in the backseat of a, of a car, like Soprano style, where he's just like, no, no, like Epstein's good. Don't worry. Like he's not, he'll never say anything about any of us. And they're like, well, just to be safe. Let's yeah. just go ahead and cut this off. Yeah. Well, and real quick before I forget, going back to uh, what we were talking about with Kamala Harris and comparing January 6th to the Capitol and all that shit. Um, 
we talked about this in one podcast, but I don't think we ever did air the podcast um, about Suzanne Rosenberg. Are you familiar with Suzanne Rosenberg? No, I've heard the name. Remind me. Well, she it was she blew up part of the Capitol building in. Uh, ah, okay, yeah, yeah, and she was sentenced to fifty eight years in prison. Well, Clinton on his very last day pardoned her, and they caught her with eight hundred pounds of dynamite. And she's a domestic terrorist. She literally blew up part of the Capitol building, and they knew that she had. Uh, um, where is it? I've got it written down here somewhere. What she did. Um, she, she had 800 pounds of dynamite. She's a domestic terrorist. They knew that she had like robbed these uh, um, Brinks trucks and uh, it resulted in the death of like two cops or firemen, two cops and two firemen, something like that. And they, uh, they knew she did. They knew she had basically killed these, these police officers, but they couldn't prove that. But they knew with, beyond a shadow of a doubt that she, um, that she murdered, excuse me, that she blew up part of the Capitol building and was caught with 800 pounds of dynamite. And now she is the treasurer of Black Lives Matter. And all this shit just starts to come together that you're like, wait, what? And some of the people, there was a, I don't know if you remember that Whitewater scandal, but there was a, a lady named, I uh, wrote her name down too, Susan McDougal. Um, I remember that name. He pardoned her on his last day and it said, She'd already completed her sentence, was pardoned for her role in the Whitewater scandal. McDougal had served the maximum possible 18 months, including eight in solitary confinement on contempt charges for refusing to testify about Clinton's role in Whitewater. Um, so obviously she was bought off. You know, they probably gave her two million dollars. And shit, I would sit in solitary confinement for eight months if I knew I was getting. Or they sent her a, a picture of her granddaughter in a cell somewhere. And they're like, why don't you just not, why don't you keep your fucking mouth shut? Well, yeah, I think it's more likely that they probably just, they probably just paid her off. I mean, why wouldn't she, why would she refuse to testify about Clinton's role in it? Unless, you know, it's all so filthy dirty. And the more you learn about this stuff, the more it just becomes to any thinking apparent to any thinking person, at least in my opinion, that they want to get rid of Trump so bad because he's, He's telling on all of them, you know, and they know if he gets elected again, they're they're all fucked. So there's there's nothing there's no links they won't go to um, in order to hide this stuff, you know, and the, the satanic pedophilia and all that stuff. I know how crazy that sounds to people, but the more you learn about it and the more you learn about Hollywood, um, it becomes highly likely to me. And they they've you know, what's her name? Jelaine Maxwell was convicted of uh, trafficking these these kids, but who'd she traffic them to? And why can't we see that list? Well, because there's lots of influential people on there. Fucking Epstein, uh, Clinton was on Epstein Island 27 times on the flight logs. And, and people knew about that before even the Democratic National Convention, they knew about that. And he was still like their keynote speaker. Like, what? You know? Yeah, I mean, you would think that we live in a world where it's like, wait, he did what now? He went where? I'm like, nope, he's out. But instead, they're just like, just don't, don't tell anybody. Yeah, and they just silence people. But and that's, I, it's fucked up how connected everything is, you know? Because all you need, if you're a Bill Clinton guy, is uh, 
somebody to make one phone call to the guy who runs TV. And there's probably just one guy at the top that everybody reports to, you know? And he's like, yeah, no, we're not, we're not talking about this story today. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, you, you, you still hear about, or I remember hearing rather about, about Trump, like who he pardoned on, you know, like Roger Stone and those guys. And you look into what they did and you're like, well, they didn't even really do anything. Even if they did what they accused him of, it's not anything compared to bombing part of the Capitol building. <laughs> no, but he answered the FBI's question with a shitty attitude. So yeah, yeah. send his ass to jail. Yeah. And he's he was friends with Trump or whatever. And a lot of people that Trump pardoned, you know, they were like Trump supporters or whatever. But that's not uncommon, you know, especially when you look at the people Clinton pardoned. Clinton pardoned 140 people on his last day in office. And you know that you know that he wasn't like really versed in what they did. He was just like, okay, these are the people I'm supposed to pardon because they did, they donated or, or whatever. And he just went through the list. I mean, I have a or, hard- you know, another option for uh, why he might pardon certain people is maybe they know stuff, you know, and they're like, I I've got it in a, in an envelope somewhere and it's going to be mailed to the local post office. If anything were to happen to me, and they're like, fuck, we can't kill this guy. Like, all right, we'll, uh, you know, we'll give you $5 million and I'll pardon you, even though you're out of jail already. Like, yeah. at least your record will be clean. And they're like, all right. And then yeah. maybe there wasn't an envelope at all. Well, and like you said a minute ago about everything being tied together and even the, you know, Hollywood being satanic and pedophilia and all that shit. You know, like I was watching this thing last night about, about Kim Kardashian and how she, how her and Ray J, you know, because she got famous. Do you know the story of Kim Kardashian? How she finally, how she got so well known? Was it just the sex tape? Was that the first time her name was said? I think that she maybe had a show, but when it first came out, her and Ray J put this plan together that we're going to release one of our sex tapes and come to find out, um, according to Ray J, her mother, Chris uh, Jenner, knew not only knew about the uh, sex tape, but she they made two of them, and she watched them and decided on which one to use. So, you know, and that's Ray J has like uh, documentation somehow proving that she knew. Um, but even even regardless of that, it, she she was on this. I'm sorry, I'm all over the place. Chris Jenner was on this uh, some puff piece bullshit TV show. And they like had her do a lie detector test. And they're like, did you know about the sex tape? And she's like, no, of course not. And the audience cheers because she passes it or whatever. And I'm like, you understand how that could be fake, right? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I went to the, the auditions for the voice once on NBC and we spent like an hour before the stars actually came out And we just did fake audience reactions and they were just like, all right, now you hate this person more than you've hated anybody in your life and go. And we're all just like, boo, fuck you. So they just, you know, they get those reactions and then they're like, yeah, and throw in the boo right after that. Yeah. So yeah, they could easily like, I bet there's somebody who's like, I was there the day of the taping and the fucking lie detector wasn't even plugged in. 
Yeah, it's 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 all theater, man. I had this guy Scott McKay on my podcast, and he was telling me about how whenever you see like them arguing on like C-SPAN and all that shit, he's like, it's all just theater, you know? Like they all act like they're arguing with each other, and then they go out and do drugs together and drink and screw each other's wives and and you know pretend that you know they're on this side and they're on this side, and you know none of them care right. about us. They're both like, hey, we each get ten mil, right? Yeah. All right, fuck. I'll let's duke it out then. Anyone who believes that politicians, pretty much on either side, but especially like the Democrats who try to pretend they're like the party of the people and all that, um, they're just completely full of shit. And going back to the um, Kim Kardashian thing, if that's true, if if Chris Jenner um, watched the sex tape and all that, I mean that is satanic shit when you're pimping out your own daughter. And watching her screw someone and then signing off on it. Um, so you hear these things about Hollywood being satanic and pedophilia and the shit that Mel Gibson said. And and uh, a, a lot of people have said, um, I'm surprised Mel Gibson's still alive with some of the shit that he said. Uh, Maybe about, he's one of the guys that has a secret envelope somewhere. He, he probably does, man. Um, and, and then you start, you know, like... Joe Biden, just the the new monkeypox guy, is like he's a Satanist. He's got like pentagrams all over his ass, and you know it's hard not to believe that this shit is not all tied together somehow, and that and that there's a good chance that it's fucking true. And they're like, let's let's hire this guy to be our our monkeypox guy, and they're like, what? Everybody's gonna go crazy, and they're like, yeah, exactly. Like they just add another blatant thing on top of everything else for us to be like, hey, wait, doesn't that guy have satanic symbology written all over him? And they're like, oh, that's just a conspiracy theory. And it's like, no, look at the photograph of the guy. What is that? Yeah. Explain that thing to me. And then that's when you get into like, you're just not allowed to. It, at some point, it's going to be like if you type in the word satanic and try to post it, then your your profile is going to get blocked or whatever yeah um yeah you know as far as i'm concerned too just on a different note uh kim kardashian in reality tv it was kind of the beginning of the end as far as like uh reality tv just ruined everything it brought in this whole new element of people with no talent that would just do anything for fame i mean kim kardashian is a freaking billionaire how unfair is it that Kim Kardashian is a billionaire for having zero talent? I mean, other than a big ass, that's probably fake. <laughs> I mean, it's ginormous. It, it looks I, like her butt blew a bubble, dude. That thing is ridiculous. I do agree that it sucks that talent is not as much of a thing to be on TV now. And that happened like around the time that I really started getting into comedy and stuff, you know? So when I first got into it, it was like, all right, cool. Like maybe I'll get to be on a sitcom or something one day or, or get an HBO special or whatever. And then at some point it just became like, like, Hey, just make yourself famous and then give us a call and we'll, we'll talk about it. And because now it's like, there's so many different ways to get famous and you don't need, with the internet, the way that everybody can connect with whatever they want, like, you don't need to have, hold on, let me back up. Like, in the 80s or whatever, if you were 
a, a superstar. Let's go back earlier than the, in let's say like the 1910s, whoever the most famous guy was back then, like everybody in America had to know who that guy was for that guy to get to go to a town somewhere and sell out his show because everybody had to talk about it. But now we only need like two people from each city to be like, oh yeah, I know who that guy is. Mm -hmm. And then we can still have a, a million people watch our thing. It, they're just more spread out. Does that make sense? So like with the invention of the internet and TikTok and stuff like that, like there's people that are really famous, but only to a million random people throughout the country of 330 million or whatever. Yeah. Well, plus reality TV, it's so much cheaper for them. You know, they don't have to pay these people near as much as they do like movie stars and actors and that kind of thing. You know, they're, they're yeah. just, there's such an element of people in this country, especially that will do anything to be famous. I mean, I used to be friends with one of them. Um, he decided he didn't want to be my friend after, um, the last year or two, but, um, that guy will do anything. And, uh, so I'm not, I, I, I believe that, that Kim Kardashian and her mom would watch a sex tape together and be like, mom, I don't want you to watch this part. Well, I have to sure. This is <laughs> see, but then that makes me think like, so is this like a, a creepy controlling mom or do they just have a really close relationship? And like, like Nikki Glaser is a good example of somebody like I think if she planned to make and put out a porn she would be like mom will you watch this and she would totally be like not this part don't look at that so I don't and and I'm I think that Nikki has a great relationship with her parents you know so I don't know I mean does that make Kim Kardashian's mom a piece of shit or does that make her like what like a fun mom i don't know is that equal to like hey i bought some beer you kids can have some if you want i don't know if that's the same level of coolness or not but no. either way like <laughs> i don't know if that was it the sex tape that like started the kardashians and all that like oh yeah i mean that's why she got so that's why that's what blew it up initially and i mean her wasn't her dad not uh her dad was OJ's lawyer. That's right. Yeah. So, so see, I mean, like they were already rich. They were already like in the scene. Like they had to have known all of these people, right? And like gone to the parties and all that stuff. Like, yeah. Of course, I don't know how many people supported OJ after a certain point. I wonder. I wonder what those statistics are as far as people in Hollywood that are like he's fucking innocent, man. All I know is that I was in uh, I was in college. I was uh, wrestling at that school of bet, and we were in like the the common area where when the OJAG verdict came out, and there was like there was like it was like the room was almost completely divided. There was like all these white people on this side and all the black people on this side. And when they said not guilty, all the black people were like ah, and all the white people were like what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> It was so funny, dude. Um, I'll never forget that shit. It was just like all the white people were just like, how can that? And the white people were like, eh, motherfucker, fuck you. <laughs> and all um, the white people are going, I didn't even, I wasn't even thinking of it as a black white thing. Yeah. Like uh, I just thought that the guy murdered somebody. I thought the evidence was pretty clear. Uh, but hey, maybe it wasn't. 
Yeah, I don't know. I just remember that shit, and I thought it was so funny. Like white people just had had this had this confused look on their face. Like, how is he not convicted? Black people are like, who cares? Fuck you guys. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> but that's the same mentality that is going on now where it's like, are you sure the election was cool? And they're like, who cares? Trump's out of there. Yeah. So when we're like, can we look into it at least? They're like, no, like you don't even need to look into it. Just trust us and let's move on. Yeah. Well, the problem is that, uh, you know, anyone who I, 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 we've talked about this before, man. I don't know how anyone still supports Joe Biden and any, anyone on that side. But then when you watch people like, like that guy I mentioned, I keep forgetting his name, but I really don't want to pimp his name on my little, our little podcast anyway, Brian, whatever Tyler Dick. Cohen. It yeah. Was Cohen. Yeah. Well, if you know, I, I watched a few minutes of it and it was just making me like sick to my stomach. Just, um, just hearing this shit and seeing why they still have so many people in that 2000 mules documentary. Um, that guy Prager was talking about it. He was like, they do such an excellent job of keeping people on that side, ignorant to what's going on. And there really are like two United, two versions of the United States right now. And when you, when you, when you let your make yourself watch that side of it, you understand why they believe what they do and you understand why they hate this side so much, meaning people who support Trump or whatever, and why the people on this side hate them. Cause I can't stand Nancy Pelosi or Gavin Newsom or any of them. I just find them all to be complete scumbags and I can't even listen to them talk Schumer and, and, and all those dicks. Um, I can't, I can't stand it. And they, but they feel the same way about anyone on that side you know right. anytime jim jordan makes a valid point they're just like fuck him yeah or yeah. you know any number of other people but yeah but it's like the same each person that they hate and i'll just off the top of my head jim jordan devin nunez is probably another one uh oh what's his name uh matt gates is another uh marjorie taylor green like all of these people are just conservative Republicans that are like, let's just use common sense for all of this stuff. And let's, you know, argue the facts and, and talk about it. But instead they each have like the same talking point that the people that hate them bring up every time. Like with Marjorie Taylor green, it's like Jewish space lasers, which she never actually said. Uh, but she, uh, I think she, retweeted a thing that was talking about I don't know enough about it but I know that she never said Jewish space lasers it was just a guy who happened to be Jewish and the story was about lasers in space or something and she was like what's going on with this and everybody's like you hate Jewish people and lasers and space and then she's like hey the election doesn't seem on the up and up and they're like I'm sorry we don't listen to Jew hating fucking so that's just her thing. Matt Gates uh, or Jim Jordan, I guess, a uh, guy that he taught with at a college somewhere, got in trouble for some shit. And so they were like, Jim Jordan knew about it and he protected this guy. And Jim Jordan's like, I, I worked with the guy, but I didn't fucking know any of this shit was going on. 
I don't know. I don't know the point of what where I'm going with any of this. Jim Jim Jordan is was first of all he was an NCAA national wrestling champion, um, and he comes from like this really great family. Um, his brother like is uh, super successful in uh, in amateur wrestling, and and I know that I'm a fan of that that sport, obviously, but it, it creates some really salt of the earth people. You know, like they're not just gonna. Like I think Jim Jordan was accused of of like molesting college wrestlers or something, and I'm like, yeah, no, <laughs> that wouldn't happen. You know, it just wouldn't. I mean, not only from a physical standpoint, but you know, when you get to that age, um, you know, these are college kids. I don't think he was like touching them inappropriately, and and, and they're then, like, what are you doing, coach? They'd yeah. be like, hey, man, I'm fucking trained to beat ass professionally. Like, what the fuck are you trying to do to me right now? <laughs> yeah, um, and everybody that, um, you know, every, a lot of people on the right, rather, they get accused of things, and then it comes out that it wasn't true, just like Matt Gates. You know, he was found innocent of all that shit they were, they were trying to, to pin on him. They've been yeah. doing that forever. They did it with Clarence Thomas back in the day, you know? Um, well, I get and another, another point that I just thought of now that we're on the subject is like, uh, ah, shit, what was I just going to say? Damn it. Nope, it's gone. I got too excited about explaining that I had a good uh, point to make, and then it made me forget. Yeah, well, maybe you'll remember it next time. Um, but that's <laughs> that, that's the case with, with these with these podcasts, especially when you start getting excited about things, you know, like in our last one, I forgot to mention that um, Trump was impeached this second time um, at the exact same time as the Hunter Biden laptop came out. That's something we forgot to mention um, when we were talking about the My Son Hunter movie is that that's when that happened. And that kind of shit happens all the time, you know, like, um, the pandemic video when that lady came out and was exposing COVID as being bullshit that like the very next day, or maybe it was the same day they released the story, the footage of Ahmed Arbery getting murdered. And it was like, well, wait a second, that happened in February. How can you sat on it until March? You know? And they're like, well, we got this clip of a black guy getting shot. Just release that now, you know, that this woman's coming out and saying COVID was, uh, you know, bullshit and created in a lab and, you know, she's got all yeah. these facts to back it up, you know, and there's a lot of those. I forget what the what the real story was, but I know that on the day. Uh, do you remember the name Jessica Lynch? I uh, like some she was in uh, Afghanistan or Iraq or something like that as part of the military. And she had to, like, be rescued and stuff. And uh, they had like a big story of this girl who was like fighting and then had to be saved and all this. And. Uh, and I remember reading that there was some other like big news thing that came out earlier that day. And that's just another example of them like, uh, put the fucking Jessica Lynch thing out. Like, let's just make all the news talk about that. And then the news gets their little email and they're like, hey, this is the news tonight. Uh, ignore that other thing. And they're like, yeah. we, we know what that means. Yeah, exactly. That kind of stuff happens all the time. Um, and they've got like, like as a comedian, if you're opening for somebody and they pull you aside and they're like, hey, don't uh, don't do a joke about this tonight because uh, they have a similar joke and they don't want you to step on it or whatever. And 
I think comedians are about 50-50 on being like, okay, yeah, I won't say that. And then the other half is just like, fuck you, I'm going to say it more now. Now that you just fucking like, it's your responsibility to follow me, not the other way around. Uh, but that's the way that the news and TV and stuff like that is, is that it's all on a live delay. So I, there was a time where you could be on live TV. It's like the Howard Stern, like Baba Booey, like that kind of shit, where it's like, we've got five seconds on live air before they're going to figure out what to do and cut us off or whatever. And then that's when they came up with the delay and stuff. So now like even live TV isn't live live. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I totally know what you mean, you know, because uh, yeah, dude, it's, it's just all, uh, did you ever get to watch fall of cabal? Uh, I did. I watched a little bit of it. I, I found like a four hour long or whatever, like full version. But then I found on Rumble, uh, they divided it all into little like 10 minute chunks or whatever. And I've watched five or six of them. And uh, it's funny, like all the stuff that you tell me to watch or like the you've sent me a few links or whatever in the last week or two. And I look at it and I'm just like, yeah, I knew this. I already knew this, <laughs> but like, it's, it's all stuff that I've heard somewhere else, some different version of it, you know, but it's like the gist of everything is the same of like, we are not in control of the way that our country is being run and the way that our, our documents and stuff are written says that we should be in control and that it shouldn't just be a few people that are making all these decisions, but up oh, it's a few people that are making all these decisions. And like, it's just that story in everything. It's yeah. like, Oh, Facebook blocked me or whatever. And it's like, well, there's one guy at the top and he's probably got 10 guys underneath him. And then they are in charge of the other I don't know, thousands of people that are employed by Facebook. So those yeah. thousands of people are like, Hey man, I'm just doing what I'm told to do. I don't know. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the gist of it, at least that, you know, that we believe is that, you know, there, there is such a thing as uh satanic pedophilia and all that shit. And, and uh, um, you know, how deep it goes. I, I don't know, but you know, I've talked to enough people lately to think that, that, uh, you know, between Scott McKay and that guy, John Wedger, who I both recently had on my podcast, um, they have some pretty compelling things to say about it. And and uh, I'm going to include a few links in the in the comments of this video that that people should watch. And one of them is this guy, Derek Johnson, who was in the military. And he's uh, I watched his video and this guy talked for almost an hour and didn't really take a breath and you could tell it wasn't edited at all. He just really knew his shit about like civilian law versus uh, military law. And he laid out pretty, pretty compelling argument to what, for why uh, Trump is actually still the president. And, you know, and, and I, I don't, I understand why that sounds insane to people, but if you listen to this guy, you're like, wait a second, is that true? Like he signed all these executive orders, um, and I mean, I could go through them, but it's way down on my list of, of shit here. Um, but yeah. you, you just have to watch the video and and decide for yourself. But it's uh, it's pretty compelling shit. And it is it, it's it's interesting that if you look at some of the executive orders that Trump signed, like why did he sign an executive order that specifically said 
if another country tries to meddle in our elections or whatever, that this certain thing is supposed to take place. Like, why even make that executive order and why put it out? And then on top of that, why did the news never discuss it or anything? Why is it not common knowledge? And no, nobody wants to talk about it. And their argument is just shut the fuck up. You're you're an idiot and it doesn't mean anything. But it's like, but why? Why would he do that if something wasn't going on now? And if he did sign a thing that said if China fucked with our election that X happens, then did they? And what's happening now? And why do all of these, you know, why is Biden in a in a White House studio most of the time when he's on television, as opposed to being in different rooms of the White House? Uh, why was the inauguration that's supposed to take place at precisely this moment on this day? Why did it start like 15, 20 minutes early? Were they just like, yeah, let's just go ahead and start. Everybody's here. Let's just start it. Yeah. Like. Why were there a, a different a number of shots when they did like the presidential salute or whatever, and they fire guns up into the air and shit? Why was it different for Biden than than it was for Trump and for every other president before then? Uh, why was the uh, military guy that like swore Biden in not wearing the same medals and things like that that the previous? guys that swore presidents in were wearing was he just a guy in an outfit is it all fucking bullshit like i don't know but those are the kind of things that that the news is supposed to look into they're supposed to look at every angle of everything and be like what's going on here but it's clear that they just were told by someone like don't mention any of that shit like everything's fine yeah well that's kind of what that guy spoke to also about military symbolism and and he says the military is in complete control of this situation and that everything we're watching right now and seeing and wondering how these things are, are playing out. And, you know, they, they say that it's just uh, optics basically to open people's eyes to how screwed this country could be if they allow these people to continue doing the things that they're doing, like normalizing pedophilia. And, you know, you never heard the term maps before. And now they're trying to make it sound normal. The minor attracted persons, they're trying to make that sound normal. Like, oh, it's just like being gay or something. I was like, well, the, the problem with what you're saying is that even if there are people out there who can't control the fact that they're attracted to minors or whatever, if they act on those impulses, they're screwing up kids' lives who don't have any choice in the matter. That's the bottom line. So you can't, you know normalize it that way. I don't know if I sent you that video of that woman, the psychologist who is trying to do that. And you hear that term more and more all the time. Um, and George Soros was a major funder of NAMBLA, the North American man, boy, love association or whatever. You yeah. know, they're, they're trying then, to make this shit normal. But then South Park put on an episode that had NAMBLA in it. And that just made everybody be like, that's just a made up South Park thing. Yeah. So that's just another thing that makes me think like, all right, somebody was like, fucking, we got to we gotta do something about this. And they're like, just say it's a joke. And they're like, all right, call the South Park guys. They can put an episode out in one day. Like, let's get it out immediately. But well, that's a real thing. There really is an association called the National, what is it? The no North American Man-Boy Love Association. 
Yeah, I think that's what NA stands for, but I'm not positive. Um, but the gist of it is Man Boy Love Association. And, uh, you know, again, if people haven't watched Fall of Cabal, watch it. That symbolic shit is everywhere. Man, I even was, after I learned about that stuff, I was reading my boy this book, and there's this kid, you know, the one of the symbols for uh, pedophilia or boy lovers or whatever is like this, it looks like a never-ending circle. And one of these kids in the in the book I was reading to him had that shirt on, and they just sneak that shit into uh, to all kinds of things to make kids, even if it's just in the back of their mind, be like, "This is okay," you know, even if they don't realize why they think it's okay. You know, does that make sense? It does. But then the skeptical part of me is like, it's they're also very simple symbols, you know. So it's like. If, if you just gave a kid a crayon and, and you were like, draw a thing, then that, you know, the the spirally circle is like something that I would draw as a kid or something, you know? So it's, it, but then maybe that's part of the genius of it or whatever, is that they're like, we can fucking put this anywhere. And if anybody asks, it's like, dude, it's just a, it's a weird circle. What's your problem? You know, why are you being weird? But the people who really know what it means is like, hey, all right. Are you admitting to being being a child trafficker right now? Is that what you're doing? Only when I was a little kid. <laughs> I grew out of it. I was like, this this doesn't seem right. Yeah. <laughs> it, you no, know, it's, I mean, it's it's like it's not a language or a weird thing that would never be drawn. You know, like uh, yeah, I know what you mean. So uh, you know, I like to think the benefit of the doubt or whatever. I guess, but who knows. Yeah, and there's a big part of us that doesn't want to believe that kind of shit could happen, you know? And I shouldn't have even said that. That's the kind of thing that, you know, I'm kidding around, but that's a thing two years from now if our podcast blows up, you know. Do you guys remember when Tim Gaither said Mike Baldwin was this and, and <laughs> admitted it? And like, no, just for the record. Um, and, the, and then this part, of course, will not be in the clip because they would have cut it off a long time ago. But yeah, uh, uh, yeah, it's fine. It's prove it prove that i did anything <laughs> as a child yeah well that's uh you know that's just something else that they do you know like i've noticed like in that brian whatever fucking name is i don't like the guy but um you know they, they they'll 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 put in a clip of it'll be like this guy saying that like i attribute um all these mass shootings going going back to like abortion and making it think it making people think it's okay to kill their children and he said something and you could tell that he he was just getting started with what he had to say and they immediately just cut the clip and they're like so according to this guy mass shootings are all tied to abortion idiots you know and it's like well you didn't let him finish and to be fair both sides do that shit which oh sure i mean you have to understand why this country is so fucking confused you know like there's there's so many ways to fake things um it, it just goes on and on but it, it's hard to deny certain things are happening you know like the monkeypox guy does have pentagrams tattooed all over him um maps is a term you hear all the time they're trying to slowly normalize that shit yeah um, i heard a teacher just got fired the other day did you hear that story there was like a it might have been project veritas or it might have been some somebody else that put it out i don't remember but there was a teacher that some kids were saying something like that guy's a pedophile and the teacher's like hey we don't use that word anymore they're they're maps 
and she like corrected them trying to teach them that word and then whoever the kids were like put that video out and then the teacher got fired i'm pretty sure yeah i don't remember where that was i think it was in texas yeah but yeah i mean and and that's not like that teacher isn't going home and doing their own research at night or anything and and stumbling upon this idea of calling them that like she got a memo somewhere at some point that was like hey the, we're heading in this direction now and this is what you have to teach to kids or you're not going to be a fucking teacher in our district and that's the same with every it's the, you know at a if you work at a news station or whatever i if you're a a Republican that works at a news station, then if you still have your job, you learned a long time ago not to argue with any of these people. And that it's the same way in Hollywood and stuff. Like they're like, dude, I, if I say anything, they're going to fucking fire me, but they can go around and say all their shit and I can't argue with them or I'll get fired. Yeah. Like, and that it's every business has that fuck the teachers, Hollywood, what other businesses are there? Probably like the FBI and that kind of shit, just government in general, where it's like, no, we all think this way. And so you just subconsciously know. I mean, it even trickles down to us because I'm scared to say certain things on Facebook and shit, you know, like because I know that it'll either make people hate me or I'll just lose my account. Yeah, well, and, and they, they also play psychological warfare on people like, you know, normally almost anything. I've got almost 5,000 friends on Facebook, and if I put something up, um, almost anything I put up gets, it's not like I'm bragging about social media, but almost anything I get up, it put up gets 80 to 150 likes or something. But if I put something up like um, knocking the government or questioning 9-11 or something, I know that there are people who agree with what I have to say and that they would like that comment or whatever, but it'll be like four people in a day. And you're like, well, there's no way all these people are seeing this. And I'll ask my wife or, or one of my best friends, Hey, did you see that post I put up? And they're like, no, you know, they just bury that shit to make it, make you think you're crazy for even thinking that way. And they do that to enough people and no one wants to say anything because they feel like they're in the minority when in, in fact, they're probably not, you know? Yeah. It's fucked up times that we live in, but we're going to, this time we'll be in the history books one day for all the crazy shit that we all lived through. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to get better immediately. I think we're, like I think right now is like the beginning taste of how shitty things can get when we don't care about who our government is. When we, when we pick our government because of a popularity contest or lack of popularity or whatever the case, like we all have less money. We all feel a little less safe. And, uh, I think this is just the beginning. I think food prices are going to fucking go nuts. Like all of the Russia, Ukraine shit that's happened in the last year, like that, uh, I don't know enough about all of it, but I know it affected uh, crops and fertilizer and that kind of shit. And we're just now like September, October, we're coming into the harvest season. And once they harvest all of the shit that they've grown over the last year, several months, then they're going to find out like, oh, shit, we have a lot less than we normally have. And that's just going to affect everything else because all that shit that grows gets fed to the animals that we eat. 
And plus, you know, we make salads out of it and stuff or whatever. Like that's our food. Like if the corn yield goes down 25%, that's like 25% less of 90% of the shit that's at the store is made with like corn syrup and fucking flour and grains and shit like that. You know, like that's most of what we eat. So if all that shit runs out, then who knows? I don't know what happens next. Yeah, well, I think uh, I, I I think it's scary to think how crazy it is going to get, and especially the closer we get to midterms, because I'm of the opinion that the people that have the most to lose, you know, the Clintons and Obamas and and uh, all those dicks, I, I think that they are going to stop at nothing. The deep state, you know, the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds who run everything, um, they're not going to stop at anything to. Uh, to hide the shit that they've done. And uh, it's, it's going to be pretty, pretty damn interesting. And that's, that's part of what that guy, Derek Johnson was talking about is uh, how the founding fathers were so smart. You know, they, what Trump is doing right now, according to this guy is resetting this country on its foundation, which is the constitution and the bill of rights and all that kind of thing that we have gotten so far away from in this country and it's the thing it the the constitution is what's keeping us um, not completely screwed and what the deep state so so badly wants to get get rid of and make it a one world government and all that shit so they're in control of everything and and that's, and that's why they that's why they start with the second amendment because they know that that's the only one that they need to get rid of in order to just immediately get rid of all of the other ones yeah. But they can't come out and be like, no more free speech. Well, fuck, I take that back because I guess they kind of are doing that too. But the gun thing, I think, is the is the biggest thing. The fact that they know that, I don't know the number, that like half a billion guns or something like that in the United States, or at least two or 300 million. Yeah. Uh, and they don't, there's no like national gun registry or anything yet. So they don't know who, uh, where a lot of those guns are, who a lot of them belong to. So they, you know, they can't do a, like a third world, like just send the troops out and take over this town kind of thing because they would be fought back against, you know. And then yeah. Joe, Joe Biden comes out and says, like, you don't even need your gun because we have F-15s and uh, nuclear weapons and that kind of shit, you know. But then uh, I forget who it was made the point that, like, like, yeah, you can use those airplanes to like bomb cities and whatever. But at some point, you're still going to need some guys like on foot going door to door. And those are the guys that are worried about the guy inside that might have a gun, you know? Yeah. Well, you know, they've been this this uh, plan, you know, if you want to call it that has been in the works for a long freaking time, man, going back to going back to like 1871, you know, if you start looking into things, uh, it's been in the, it's been in the works for a long time. That's part of what nine 11 was about, you know, taking away the fourth amendment and first amendments under attack all the time. And if you believe conspiracy theorists or whatever, um, that make more sense all the time, even some of these mass shootings, they're highly questionable, you know, the Uvalde and all that kind of stuff. And, and Sandy hook, you know, I remember re watching this thing, this reporter was talking about, reading this a thing a reporter was writing about how she had never gotten so much pushback trying to investigate a story in her entire career and the vegas shooting you know there's um 
that was the biggest shooting in mass history. And that story didn't last four days before it was, people weren't even talking about it anymore in the news. And there was like, I forget how many, I don't remember the number, but like 50 or 60 people died that day. And there were witnesses on the ground saying that, no, there were four or five shooters. We saw them. And they're like, yeah, no, you didn't. It was, no, one, guy. It was one guy. Yeah. And one guy I, who was crazy. Yeah. And I remember watching this, this Marine talk about, he was like, that old man could not have physically done what they claimed he did that day. And, uh, you know, there, there are people that in factions of the government, if you will, that, uh, that are employed to murder people and they don't think anything of it. You know, they're void of that part that norm, that, that people who aren't psychotic, uh, have. And, they're not those people, assassins and that kind of shit. And they're like, what do you want me to do? Kill 400 uh, children today? That's what it takes, you know? Just make sure my paycheck's signed. And right. I know that sounds nuts to people because we're not fucking psychopaths. But there are people who do it. And uh, more people were shot under the Obama administration than any other president. More mass shootings under his administration. And uh, it's... It, it, it all... All the things that people think are conspiracies and all that shit, it makes more sense all the fucking time. And, and we didn't even get into half of it. But, you know, that's why we're going to keep doing this podcast. And and I hope we weren't too all over the place today. It kind of seemed like we were a little bit. But... All over the place. <laughs> I'm surprised anybody's still watching. But <laughs> if you are, then follow me on Truth Social. My name's Mike Baldwin. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and on TikTok at Comedian Mike, which is scrolling across the bottom of the screen there. Heck yeah. All right. So yeah, you know, I'll, I'll rewatch this and make sure we, we weren't sounding too insane, but, but it's, there's so much stuff going on. And the more you look into it, the more you're like, wow, the Patriot Act and all that shit they signed in after 9-11, they, they had the Patriot Act written up before 9-11 actually went down. You know, oh, I have no doubt about that. But then, you know, I mean, you can go back to... 1491 or whatever. And I bet whoever was talking to Christopher Columbus was like, Hey, all right, well, you need to find land. Cause we're fucking taking over the world. And they're just like, all right, like we're going to, we'll, I, I feel like there's been a, a goal to have a few people run everything for a long time. I mean, I guess if you shit, if you just go back to like, in uh, native americans and cavemen and that kind of shit there's they're like that cave over there is better than this cave that we have so let's go kill them and then we'll have two caves and it just starts there it's that mentality you know where it's like and then somebody eventually comes along that's like hey like leave their cave alone and you're like who the fuck are you and then they kill that guy i don't know whatever all right <laughs> It's okay. The people that are still listening are our true fans, so um, they know what you're talking about, Mike. Um, but yeah, man, it, it there's a lot of stuff to it, and uh, we're gonna keep talking about it. And uh, if you don't have anything else to say, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut out of here. But um, oh, I mean, I could keep talking for hours. But yeah, no, we're done. We'll do it again in uh, next week or whatever. Yeah, we'll talk soon, buddy. And I appreciate you taking the time and. Uh, yeah, I'm going to put in some 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 docu documentaries and that kind of thing in the, the comments and some of these people, some of the things that these guys are saying, especially Derek Johnson, um, what he had to say made so much sense. I'm going to try to get him on the podcast and uh, and talk to him. So, yeah, link that shit. I'll click on it.
All right, buddy. All right, man. See ya. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Goodbye. All right, everybody. That was episode four of the Nonsense Podcast. There's so much nonsense going on in this country and in this world. We didn't even talk about uh, furries, um, which I guess is kind of sweeping the country. And, and when you learn about furries and these kids walking around pretending they're cats and shitting in litter boxes and the school board's just being like, yeah, that's okay. Um, crazy things popping off in this country. And I uh, hope we weren't too all over the place about it. But uh, yeah, appreciate you guys tuning in. As always, go to making it happen, M-A-C-A-N, it happen.com. Help out little Bo Macon and his family. And uh, that's it. God bless all of you. Thanks a lot. Take care. Bye.